Welcome to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies, concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now, here's your host, Keith Grabowski. Hey, coaches, before we get going today, I just wanted to thank you for all you've been doing to support this podcast. And we have an incredible lineup coming up here. We have just about every major college conference represented. We have a ton of FBS coaches, Division II coaches, Division Three coaches, some great high school football coaches coming on the podcast to share with you and help you grow professionally during this time. I really appreciate all of you asking your questions on Twitter. Please follow me at Coach K Grabowski for our daily updates on our guests and your opportunity to ask questions. We will read them on the show and attribute those to you. So please contribute to the show as much as you can. Our football development model, which is something we've rolled out here at USA Football, and this is really for you to be able to help your youth football programs develop. It's about a long-term athlete development plan, something that comes off of the American development model, which is something that the USOC has put together. The idea is that we're able to teach skills in a progression starting at the youngest ages. We're also looking at the different game types we have, whether that's flag, which is non-contact, limited contact games like padded flag or tackle bar and full contact and the right progressions for contact teaching there as well. Be sure to check out all we do at footballdevelopment.com and check out what we're doing with the FDM, the football development model at usafootball.com backslash FDM. Well, I'm excited to be joined today by former NFL quarterback, Arizona State, Sun Devil, Jake Plummer. Jake, great to have you back here on the podcast. Hey, Keith, thanks for having me, man. I always enjoy catching up with you and seeing what's out there, what's fresh on the football side of things. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're going to get into a number of different things today as we chat about football here. But I, I did, I was able to see, I, I introduced you on Virtual Summit, the virtual clinic, and I had other things to do, but I had you on in the background and saw you uh, getting a ton of questions there. So, we're going to try to maybe cover some topics you didn't get into there, and our listeners certainly could go back there and see some of the stuff you you were doing and drawing up some plays and all those kinds of things. But, you know, I think, when, Jake, when you look at just quarterback play today, it's it's a lot different than when you grew up and, and everybody's got some kind of a guru or a private coach, and I think there's some great ones out there. Don't get me wrong. I think there's other guys maybe who are selling – Snake oil. I, was, I don't know if that's that's maybe a bad pun here with you, Jake the Snake, but that's you get right. the idea though, right? <laughs> the 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 landscape has changed, and there's there's certainly more that goes into it for parents out there who might stumble across this podcast. It's it's not that you got to go out and spend all this ridiculous money on a quote unquote guru. That you know, developing a quarterback. There's a lot of things that go into it, and some of those things don't take a, a dime of investment. They they just have to invest time and and effort. Yeah, I think you know I, I'm I'm a quarterback guru. I'll tell you right now, I'm stamped, certified, guaranteed, 100% a, a QB guru. What I've gone through. Do you get that certificate on the wall? Yeah, nah, man, I got that certificate <laughs> in my right arm, bro. And the ability to go out and just be a quarterback. And I think it's an interesting world today and what we're living with the QB gurus, this, you know, uh, emphasis on possibly training to be a certain position, 
when and what I feel like that position entails is is someone that's not a robot, that's not trained, that's not stuck in this like guru box, but it's it's more of an athlete, someone that can can come in and you throw any ball at them, they're going to react in the right manner and catch that ball and throw it or move or shake or run or juke or jive. And a guru, I don't think necessarily is teaching that. They're focusing on one thing, and that's being a quarterback. And I know that as a quarterback, you have to be an athlete, but I don't believe you can take a kid who's, on, who's not athletic and turn him into a quarterback with a guru. You can try. And that's where the snake oil part comes out is like, yeah, you can give them all the stuff that you have in your template of how to make a QB become a QB. But if you're not athletic, good luck. And to be athletic, you have to play multiple sports, not just play the organized games that your school puts on or the organized AAU league that you're in or the little league that you're in that plays all summer in a structured format. I believe wholeheartedly that you have to go out and find unstructured ways to enhance your skill set outside of football. Like I became a great quarterback through the times I spent on the field learning the position and reading defenses and throwing routes and being accurate and working on my footwork once I became a quarterback. But prior to that, I I played everything. And I I played handball, I played wall ball four square, one bounce, two bounce, three bounce, dodgeball on a trampoline. I mean, you name it. I played every game in the world, and I believe that all of those had something to give to my skill set that helped me survive for 14 years at a pretty high level playing quarterback. I didn't have a guru. I think the gurus are a joke, to be honest with you. And if you're taking a kid in the spring and you're putting him through – a workout inside touching cones, taking drops and throwing to spots and making sure that his thumb hits his left hip on his follow through as his left foot's planted and his right toe drags. You're not a guru. You're, you're, a, you're, you're trying to build robots. So go, go apply at Tesla or somewhere where they're doing some engineering because a QB is not engineered. A QB is a, is a mendable, moldable, bendable, flexible athlete that you can teach anything if you know how to teach it and give them the tools they need to go out and survive. So I've got a different mindset when it comes to that, because I excelled at a high level without having a guru. And now these kids start with a guru at age eight to teach them how to play quarterback. And I, to me, it just seems like parents maybe should step back and look at what they're doing to their children and what they're putting on their shoulders at such a young age to be a quarterback instead of just be an athlete, play, have fun, go out, and compete because all in all when it comes down to it you can throw the prettiest spiral you can look really nice in your drop but if you don't got the if you don't got it in your heart and you can't compete and raise the level of the guys around you all the money you spent to get that guru to teach you how to get the ball in proper position when you drop and how to release it off your index finger that's a joke man you're wasting all your money and time instead of creating a kid that can go out there and react and, and adapt to adversity and rise above all that and make a play out of his pure athletic sense and competitive nature. Yeah, Jake, you bring up a lot of valid points and you know, you've been involved with us at, at USA football. You know what we're 
trying to do what we're working on. A big thing right now has been the football development model for, I think, for the high school coach. This is a a great place to start building your program, right? If you have a youth program, just the way that it's put together in a progression. And really, you can look at all the different game types that we have in there. But more importantly, it's about the skill progression. And, you know, when you think about, you said it, like, you know, get out and play and do all kinds of things. And, you know, one of the things we talk about in this is that, you know, let's Let's make this a game before it's a sport, right? There's still that value in in kids going out in unstructured play, right, and running around the yard and playing ball. I mean, I'm not sure when this will air in in relationship to when, you know, all this this ends with the shutdown because of the coronavirus. But, you know, it's been kind of neat to see those kinds of things happen. You know, you walk past and you see a couple kids out front in their yard with a, you know, probably brothers at this point right because no one's allowed to so the social distancing but you know they're out there just throwing the ball around playing with each other there's no tournaments involved there's no parents sitting on the sideline they're just out there playing and it's it's the process of uh, the young kids becoming an athlete that way learning to use their bodies in space rather than something that's very programmatic and and really teaches them I guess a more limited skill set, right? You, you brought up the importance of multi-sport along with all those goofy games you invent as a kid, right? Like spend time on doing that as well. And that's that's part of, you know, the philosophy of the football development model, that, that you know, that idea of free play, that idea of multiple sports, all those things so important into how an athlete develops so that at some point you can get them out on the field and do some specific training, but it doesn't have to happen at, at six or eight or even 12 years old? Even at 14, man. I mean, if you're athletic, you can make it happen. And then getting the right coaching is huge. And I love that you mentioned, you know, out in the front yard. I honed a lot of my skills throwing the ball, playing with two other people. Three of us could have an intense game of one-on-one. You probably remember back when you were a kid, it was me, a quarterback. Keith, you're running the route. And -and so-and-so, you're covering him. And now, when I throw to Keith and he catches it, now we rotate. I go run a route. DB plays quarterback. Now, Keith, I'm going to burn your ass on a little button hook, you know? Like, that's what we did, and that's how I learned a lot about myself without a coach saying, oh, no, no, you missed it. You missed that read. It was right there. And, you know, this heavy-handed approach that helicopter parenting and now guru coaching, I think, is 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 going to actually, you know, it's going to turn out some kids that are phenomenal. I can't can't refute it there's some amazing players that have come up through this whole guru era that are amazing and good good for them but then there's a decision to make as a parent with your child how soon do you sacrifice that childhood nature that childish nature to go out and explore nature to go out and 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 learn a lot about yourself and who you are and fall down and not have to look back to see if the coach is there shaking his head because you fell down on the way to first base. You just fell down. Get up and go. You know, like the the unstructured play is, has been lost in our society, not completely, but in a lot of where, you know, with youth sports being so important that I think they just have to try to, at this time would be a great time is to just let them be unstructured and figure out what is, how do you throw a behind-the-back pass if you've got a coach that gets pissed every time you do it and it goes out of bounds and it's turnover? You never learn, so you don't expand your game. You don't expand your skill set. My brother gave me a great quote one time when I came back from skiing one day, 
I said, yeah, Brett, I didn't fall one time today. And he said, well, Jake, you didn't get any better. And I looked at him all crazy. I said, what do you mean? Well, if you don't fall, you don't take it to the edge of, of being uncomfortable and pushing past your, your ability into a new realm that tests yourself to see if you can hold the edge on that harder turn. And then maybe you fall, but then you learn from that fall. And I tell kids all the time, throw an interception in practice. Throw an interception in the game. It's okay. You got to be okay with making mistakes because when you do that, then now you know, oh, okay, I can't fit that ball into that little window. Next time I won't do that. So you have to be allowed to make mistakes, to grow, to find yourself. And this is a great time for kids. Like you mentioned, when does this air? I don't know. But while we're on lockdown, you know, getting outside and God, man, a brick wall and a tennis ball. And me and my brothers could come up with a game that I would tell you right now could help your skill set as a quarterback. I know this. I did this growing up. So there's lots of ways to get better at, at your chosen sport. But to me, I think being well-rounded as an athlete, especially if you're going to play quarterback, is the key. Yeah, I think the, the result in going the other way in not letting the kids as athletes discover you know, how to use their bodies in space or how to get away from somebody or be deceptive. Like, you know, we, we will get caught up too early in, in drills that become programmatic and, and develop robots. Right. And I mean, you, you've got a great, you've got a great playbook drawing piece of software ready list, and you're going to drop all kinds of great things, but you know, that that's like only the starting point. Cause at some point somebody gets that ball and gets back past where that line is drawn to and things have to happen as an athlete that, you know, that, that are not drawn up in the rules of how that play is going to happen, right? They're, they're going to have to find a way to keep leverage on defense. They're going to have to find a way to outrun angles on offense or to make a guy miss. And, you know, a lot of that happens and is learned when these, these kids are younger at, at these ages. And, and I said, again, the, the idea of, you know, make it a game before it's a sport, right? A, a whole you know, part of an, a philosophy behind what we're doing here with the football development model and, you know, the things we're, we're working on at USA Football. It's a great point. You know, and I, I, one thing, a coach of mine, Jeep Christ, one of my favorite coaches, Adam at Arizona, quarterback coach. He's coached for many, many years. He told me a funny drill he did with his kids when they were playing Pop Warner or Optimus. He had him run a play, and then he blew the whistle, and he told them, when I blow the whistle, freeze. Wherever you're at, stop. And then when I blow the whistle again, we're going to go back to our original starting position. You know, so you ran a sweep left, and everybody reaches, and the running back catches the sweep and runs and jukes a guy, and then he stops. Now you got to go back and recreate in reverse the play you just ran to your starting point. It's those kind of little things that just add spice to the game and keep it from becoming redundant. Me personally, Keith would get, I got tired of the game. You know, it, it would tire by the time the season was done. It was like, oh, right. Ooh, it's basketball season now. I'm healthy. Good. I get to play hoops, you know, and that's what I think, you know, numbers of kids have gone up, the number of population, the intensity at a young age. You know, if you're an athlete, well-rounded, you know, you don't necessarily have to start playing basketball at age four if you still want to try to pursue it. If you're athletic, I think you can pick up the ball and go do it and, Back to like the playbook thing, I, Coach Tressman, another one of my great coaches, said every play that I call, you know, I hope runs well. But 70% of the time, you know, you're going to have an incompletion or a completion or the play gets stopped. Those other 30% of the plays that, that don't happen as they're coached to do, those are game breakers. Those are game changers. 
And if you if you have the athletes that aren't robotic and taught how to run a route and then that's it, you know, if you have the recess players, like I like to call them, like the Kansas City Chiefs, man, Patrick Mahomes, good Lord, you know, they don't, those guys love it. Run your route. If, if, <laughs> right. if he hasn't thrown it yet, now it's recess. Where's the space? Where's the hole? How do I work back so Patrick sees me, gets me the ball? And then what they do after that is what's really fun. They don't just take a knee or they do it. They rally like it's like at recess, every play we call when I was in the fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever, that's going to be a touchdown, man. And so that's the mentality that these guys, the Chiefs have, and I love watching them play. And I think we're going to see more and more quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes get their chance, get their opportunity rather than being labeled an athlete, let them be, have them be labeled the cornerstone of your team, you know, and put them at that position with their balls in their hands all the time and let them raise the level of the guys around you. And, you know, that's what the great thing about sports is, is that when you can bond together with a team, you can fight through adversity and come from behind and win a game you weren't supposed to win. And those kind of things really make it all worthwhile. You know, what's interesting, and, you know, we are in that time, like I said, maybe maybe we see more of this developing with kids and just going out and playing and, and, and those kinds of things. But certainly we will get back to, you know, life like it was before. Part of the, the football development model I'm excited about is that we kind of have these not we kind of we do have these multiple pathways for players to enter the game multiple you know game types multiple levels of contact so the idea of of starting playing flag and then progressing to a, a limited contact game which for a lot of places that have started this around the country is padded flag right you have the the pads on but you're still pulling a flag and then getting into maybe a smaller side of game like what we've done with rookie tackle and eventually progressing to 11-man tackle and you know for kids to to learn the game with some modifications to the rules and just the thought process like rookie tackle as an example like position sampling right like kids um, get to play multiple positions so you don't take the kid who you know at, at age eight and maybe he's a little bit husky and say oh this kid's going to be alignment well I've known a lot of those guys who I mean, I can think of one in particular, you know, when I was coaching, coming out of college, tore my knee up, started coaching when I was 19 down the road, just junior high football. And, you know, this this kid, when he got to eighth grade, he was just too big, didn't meet the, the requirements of weight limit to play quarterback, and then went on and was a high school All-American at quarterback, played and started at Boston College and kicked around, uh, had a cup of cup of coffee with uh, the Patriots and did some stuff in NFL Europe, but that was a kid who if we pigeonhole him when he's younger and don't give him the opportunity position sample. Number one, he might go away from the game because he was a real, ended up being a real athlete, but, but two, you know, just a missed opportunity because you're not giving that the kid that chance. And, you know, probably a lot of that's driven by the adults wanting to win championships at eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. It's interesting what you bring up. I mean, that's, that's what we've lost sight of at a young, young age with these kids is the position development and the skill set development and the fundamentals and teaching them, you know, the, the skills needed to overcome adversity and failure. And, you know, the, the, the model we're following or have been following in the past, I believe, causes a lot of stress for kids. You know, they're expected to perform at a certain level when they're only 10, 11, maybe 12 years old. And it's unfair to those kids. 
because I, I, I call it the Peyton Manning effect, the trickle down of knowledge that he brought to the game because he was a genius on the field, could make adjustments and check the check plays. And he had his system down so pat that, you know, he made it look easy. And, and now you're asking a 12 year old to go into a game with a little, little too much. I mean, they're overloaded, I believe. And Tressman, another great, great quote of his was being able to play with a quiet mind. And that means being able to play without thinking at all. It's about like going through the thought process. And if we overload these kids with too much, you know, at a young age, especially if they're not going to be a quarterback, you know, if you're, you got the kid who, who is stocky and should be putting his hand down, who's trying to play QB, then that's tough on them. And it definitely can be tough if the parents don't react correct to how he either succeeds or fails in that endeavor. And, you know, I've got three kids now, Keith, so I put a lot of thought into this because I, I played youth sports and I loved them. They were a ton of fun, but it was different. You had some weeks off in between each sport and, you know, mostly the pizza parties or the popcorn and the blow, the Tootsie Pop you'd get after the game. Well, that was the best part, right? I mean, that's what the Tootsie Pop had the arrow with the Native American Indian shooting the arrow. You'd go take that wrapper back and get another Tootsie Pop, man. That's the game, what was the score? I don't care, man. I got a Tootsie Pop afterwards, you know? So those kind of things have changed with the amount of pressure put on these young kids. And I think, you know, if if we can do anything to serve our youth in a better way, it's to, to le- eliminate stress in whatever way possible. And that's one more thing we, we strive for with the Ready List is to give these kids the tool that'll help them learn these complex measures that these coaches are now trying to implement and have these kids, you know, at a at 10 years old standing in shotgun trying to read if the defense sits or if they bail and then the route outside changes from a sit to a go route. I mean, it's just we're putting too much on their plate and not providing them the tools to learn and excel. And so that's where we feel we have a good fit with the ability to give these kids a chance to, to play more freely, to, to excel on the field and have more fun and enhance that experience, which for me, I had good coaches. I was lucky. I had a lot of really good coaches and, and I stayed with sports, but I know a couple cousins and even my brother who was a phenomenal baseball player who had a bad coach, never played baseball anymore through 80, I think he threw 89 miles per hour on flat ground in college without any coaching you know, this dude, my brother should have been playing in the NFL or in the, in the major league baseball. I mean, throwing the ball from the mound and, you know, he had a bad coach that turned him off from that. And, you know, you never can go back after that happens. Well, we all love this sport and we want to see it continue to grow. And, you know, I think just some great insight there from the approach really, uh, you know, I think that applies to any high school coach sitting out here, parent, youth football coach, Jake, I know the other thing you and I talked about is the other thing we're experiencing during this time is the remote and online type of of learning, right? That kind of, I hear people talking about it like the new normal, right? Like people being on Zoom or people learning through different apps. And yeah, that's something you've thought about now for a long time. And in terms of of what you're doing, uh, you guys are ahead of the game. Talk to us a little bit about, I guess, the experiences you're having right now as, as people have, I said, you've told me more and more people asking right now about what you're doing with ReadyList. Yeah, we've been trying to get this thing going, you know, through multiple clinics and conventions and calls and 
we've had some, some people, early adopters that have gotten on and used it and really enjoyed it. But as you know, coaches are, are somewhat stuck in their methods and in their habits and, and how they like to do things. So to, to present them with a new tool that may be seem uncomfortable or they don't feel good about, it's been hard to crack into the, into that circle. Although we've had quite a few, I and mean, Chris Kingsbury with the Arizona Cardinals, he loves it. He knows that the way to reach these kids is to have a pocket playbook. So our playbook is you, app, you can have an app on your phone. You don't need to have it on Wi-Fi. If the info is pushed to your phone, you can study anywhere you are and you can get tested at the back end of that. That is the key is that you get tested to see what you know, what you're retaining, so that when you step on the field, you go play and you, get, you, you crack, break the huddle. Like I like to say, ready list, ready break. You go out, you line up, and you go full speed and you get ready to do it again, and you know everything. And not only does the quarterback know that, but every position across the board, they know what they're doing. And so today we are getting a lot more coaches that are reaching out right now because they didn't know how serious this, this whole lockdown and quarantine was going to be. We're not going to have sports for a while right now, is what my thought is. I'm not sure how long that goes, but at least for another month probably, if not longer. And what happens now with spring ball being done at a lot of these colleges, we've been trying to reach out to them saying, hey, this is really the tool that would help you reach and teach seamlessly if you give us a chance. And we're starting to get a little more, you know, we're getting more and more interest. We've got a couple big teams close to signing up. A lot of, more, a lot of high schools are signing up. We have the tool for remote learning, not only during the time of a pandemic, but in the summer when your kids should be out enjoying time with family and friends and nature and getting in touch with themselves and putting uh, accountability on their plate so that they can grow up a little faster, not get out of college when they're done playing ball or whenever their career ends and still not know what the hell accountability is or know how to like go about life. Like this is putting a little bit more onto that athlete that wants it so that when they're away from coaches or out on their own, they can still learn and still be ready to come back, ready to play. And yeah, the remote learning is, is really, you know, we call it learning management system. It's just an ability to put all your stuff into one spot and use multiple styles to learn and to teach and, you know, again, accessibility for these kids and, and saving coaches massive amounts of time with really the, the drawing tool out on our drawing tool out on the market is, is hands down far and away faster than anyone out there. And we will compete with anyone that hears this or wants to, I'll draw 10 plays faster than they can draw one. And that saves coaches a lot of time, time to you know, conceptualize or strategize or teach the kids, hey, why are we running this play, coach? Well, if you don't know how to answer that because you haven't had any time to think about it, you know, you're, you're doing a disservice to these kids. So give them the knowledge, give them the X's and O's and the, the, the terminology and let them have that down pat so that when they do come back, if it's summer and they come back and we're back on the field, they're going to know what to do. And now you could tell them, how to beat an inside technique when I want you to run a slant route. How do you set him up to beat him inside? Like that's, that's where you really help these kids excel. It's not, it's not the other way around where you give them the play and expect them to learn it. And then they just got to be athletes. It's how you coach them on the intricacies of the game on how to succeed. And that's how the game will get better. The game will be a little bit more safe and, and it'd be a lot more fun for these kids win or lose because they won't be, you know, making those mistakes that they not only have to 
have their teammates yell at them, the coach yell at them, and their parents or their dad get mad at them on the drive home. And then they got to go watch it again at, Phil, at school the next day, you know? So it's, it's really, you know, we're trying to just not take away, you know, what some people would say, well, that's the rite of passage for sports is messing up and learning and being tough and thick skinned and all that. Like our whole nature of the way we coach and teach is changing. So let's, let's, let's supply them with a tool to build that knowledge um, if we can do that is what we strive to do at ready list. And, you know, we're on our way, man. And anything like getting an opportunity to talk about it is always helpful. Keith, I know you, you've seen our stuff, you know, what we're trying to do. And all in all, I just want to have the peace of mind to know that these kids are enjoying sports because I was blessed and I was lucky to have great coaches that, that took a liking to me. They liked my competitiveness and what I did on the field. I never had that bad coach that really chewed into me or made it not fun. I was lucky, and I know there's a lot of kids out there that, are, that, that can't say that, 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 you know, the movement to, hey, hey, kid, don't retire when you're 14, you know, like, what kids are retiring from sports at a young age, if that doesn't make your ears perk up and your, your, your mind start to think a little as a parent or even as a coach or as a guru, really need to back up a little bit and understand, like, really in life, really what is important. Is it, is it the sport and the follow through and the thumb to the left hip, or is it building humans that can sustain when sports are over and they have to find what's next in life? Do they have the readiness and the ability to do that? That's where I feel, you know, a difference needs to be made. And, and however we can get that done, man, with clinics like you're putting on and podcasts and all that, it's just sharing knowledge and trying to educate people. Well, Jake, as always, I appreciate you coming on to talk ball. You are always welcome to do that. Appreciate the insight you're giving here to what we can do to help this game and all you're doing at, at, at Ready List and the different things you think about to, again, move the sport forward. And for our listeners out there, best way to follow you. You can follow me at Snakes Takes on Twitter. That's all I really got going on the social side. You can follow Ready List Sports at Ready List Sports on Twitter. We're putting out a lot of info for coaches and yeah, you know, just pay attention. You'll see what we got going on here soon as the coaches start to buy in. And I really appreciate the opportunity, Keith, to come on and talk a little ball and a little philosophy on, on sports and youth and being a quarterback, man. I think, thanks for the opportunity. Coaches, again, want to remind you of what we're doing with the football development model. Please push this down to your youth coaches. I think this is a great way for you to get some organization and structure beyond what you've already done. Check it out. All of our, our program development for youth football at fdm.usafootball.com. Again, check out our systems for blocking, tackling, and defeating blocks at footballdevelopment.com. If you register with your email, you get your choice of three free videos. There's some great things in there. I think things that as you get going again, can get into the summer and maybe make up on some things that you might have lost if you had a spring ball, if you had time here in the spring to work on football. Some great drills for all those phases of contact. If you're enjoying the podcast, please have it over to iTunes or your platform and give us a five-star rate. If you have a minute, write a review. We really appreciate it, and we will read your review on our highlight show that we do at the end of the week. 